Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, welcome to The Sportive. This is episode 11. I'm John Marthaler on the hotline is everybody that's normally here, Stu. Hey guys, uh, how's it going? Brandon's in Dallas, as usual, wearing a headset. It's a very fetching headset, let's be honest. Yodis B. <laughs> and, as usual, from whatever county Clarence is from, Clarence is here as well. What's up, fuckers? <laughs> and our special guest, actually, in the studio. This is a little strange, because none of the normal people except for me are here. But Parker Agamon is in the studio with us today. Was that part of the agreement? Like, when I showed up, everybody else said I'm not going to be here. I think so. <laughs> Stu was planning to be here on Monday until he heard you were coming, and then he was just gone. Parker, I, fuck him. I don't quite understand. <laughs> Stu is actually in his car right now. He was there until he <laughs> you the It's very dangerous. I don't recommend it. The important thing is that you fulfill our criteria of being a guest on the podcast, which is that you had some schooling in Stearns County or North Dakota. Yeah. That's right. really the only <laughs> thing that we're going for here. That really is it. Other, Brandon and I really don't fit at this podcast at all. Well, that's good. No. I'm on my way out. Yeah. <laughs> farther and farther. Uh, why don't we get started? Should we talk about what we're drinking? I got some... Usually I go to the liquor store every week, and I think, boy... I gotta impress some people here. Stu's coming, Brandon's coming. I gotta, you know, they're gonna judge me by my beer selection. Today it took me seven minutes from the time I backed out of the garage till the time I got back because I went and I bought a twelve pack of Coors Light and that was it. This is from like the Super USA down the. Yep, line absolutely. <laughs> I don't. E- I'm not even sure this store sold beer. It's just a guy in a parking lot. But this is this is my kind of thing. This is what I'm more used to. How about you guys on the hotline? What are you guys drinking? Um, I'm having a Powerade right now. <laughs> I forgot to get a beer before Slow I started down. talking, so I'll get one here at some point. Well, Hopefully they talk about hockey soon, Stu, so we can go fill up. That'll, that'll be when I do it, I think. Is anybody <laughs> drinking on the hotline, or is it just me and Clarence, or me oh, and Parker? I've got a Dale's Pale Ale. That's not Ooh, a thing. those are good. Those oh, are yeah. good. It, oh, ki- yeah. it kind of looks like Clarence has a Boone's Farm, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> by the video. Here. <laughs> it's a High Life Light Champagne. Champagne of beers. Yep. Early yes. week you do the light. Later in the yeah. week you go to regular high life. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's for pretty high class fucking people. Let's just that's take true. her down a notch, maybe three or four. If the Wild win the Stanley Cup, you'll maybe break out a six pack of that. Oh, that's <laughs> at once, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> he'll have six <laughs> bottles in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like just one of those weird pornos. It's I'm gonna go up and spray Mayor Coleman. I'll shake it Bukaki. up and spray Cole. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. If the Wild win the Stanley Cup, Mayor Coleman will be drunk as hell. Oh, There's no question there. about that. No, the whole state, probably. R.D. Ryback will be confused. Me and Chris Coleman's arms around each other, shirtless. Right <laughs> It'll probably be the, uh, the highest-rated moment of FSN Plus history, huh? <laughs> oh, that's <Wow>. funny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's the end of the podcast. That was a good... No. Let's talk, let's talk Twins to start with. I, I'm told... From journalist Stu that Mike Pelfrey is currently getting bombed out of the game. 
in Detroit. He is, he is out of the game now, yes. So the question really becomes, how long does Pelfrey last here? Well, you know, he's, he's that kind of guy who's working himself back. And Gardy loves that guy because he's going to go take the ball. And I think he's got to have every opportunity to do well. So he's got about a month or so before, you know, Kyle Gibson just starts lighting up uh, AAA Rochester and comes in and, and they have to bring him up. And Pelfrey's really got to bomb his next eight outings before that happens. So. Can he work himself back on? He has that long, you think? I think he's got eight starts. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I thought I mean, he was on the verge. I really did. Right, right. And actually, this outing was kind of encouraging. I mean, I only saw the first, you know, four innings of it before I had to drive up to uh, the northern suburbs. Where are we? <laughs> it's uh, hard to say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, St. Francis. But, you know, he, he looked a lot better. I mean, the first four starts that he had were, were very terrible starts. I mean, he had a lot of stuff going wrong for him. And uh, I think if he kept that going, he'd be out of, he'd be out of the rotation quicker. But uh, this was a promising start. You missed okay. the three-run home run by Prince Fielder. But it's Prince Fielder. He, he does yeah, that. Okay. Okay, I didn't see the pitch. I mean, he could have just walked it up there for all I know. Well, but... if it was a Mike Pelfrey pitch, it was a fastball that didn't move at all. That right. was straight down the middle of the plate. And since I don't know what happened, I don't know how the other two runners got on. If it was just all of a sudden snowballed and fell apart. I mean, you guys are probably watching it, but, you uh, know. Bunt single and something yeah. else. So. Cabrera walked. Bunt single, yeah. Cabrera walked, and then a three-run homer. Yeah. That's what Detroit does. That's how they're built. That's true. That's true. So is Gibson the first guy? Uh to, to replace somebody in this, uh, you know, I, it, it, sooner or later it's going to be Gibson. But I, I think you know if it's something like immediate, it's going to be Hendricks, just because okay. you know he's been up there before. Uh, but he hasn't been doing that well either in Rochester, so it's not like oh. he's knocking on a door trying to get back in. So uh, Gibson's had like the last three starts of you know struck out five plus mm-hmm. you know players uh, you know in five innings of work, a lot of ground balls and. Um, I just think he's going to be the guy that they're going to bring in if anybody has to go out in the next five, six starts. Funny thing about the Twins' rotation right now is, with the exception of, amazingly, Kevin Correa, if you flip-flop the entire Rochester rotation with the entire Twins' rotation, I don't think we'd notice a difference at all. No, same guys. (laughs) Pretty much the same guys. Pitch to contact. That's what we do. We like that. Do we like that? (laughs) Is uh, the whole thing. Is the Swarzak, is the Swarzak's chances, that ship sailed for starting? I mean, I, is he just, this is what he does now, and that's it? You know, you saw him last year, and he got a couple of the spot starts, and I just think he just doesn't get through the rota- uh, through the lineup enough. You know, he just, mm-hmm. he can get through them once and bridge a couple innings, but I I, I think they saw enough of him to say, he's not going to be our starter. Got it. So he's kind of done. All right. I like him. He's a goofball. He likes I Bigfoot. Like that's that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Just and cool. smoking yeah. pot. And smoking pot. It's, yeah, you got both. It's really all you want. Yeah. And, and, and again, disabled, disabled list for, yeah. Yeah, and the disabled list for horseplay is always a positive for me. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, play. snapping towels and uh, you know having a tickle fight in the locker room at uh, Twins Fest—that's <laughs> a great injury. <laughs> yeah, he's playing pecker tag with Dunsing or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he our inaugural member of the uh, Keith Millard Hall of Fame? I think he was. I forgot Yours. what the Keith Millard Hall of Fame is, though. You're lucky you're white. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Keith Millard was mostly lucky there weren't laws in the 1980s. Dino Cicciarelli yeah, also fell under that. They just did, they didn't apply to him. Basically, is what it comes down to. Do they still have a plaque for those guys up at the Thunderbird Hotel, like at the bar there? Is that part of it? Yeah. <laughs> should be. Yeah. Ta- Tommy, Cra- Tommy Kramer Hall of Fame over there. If they yeah. don't, they should. I, I don't know. I don't know. Anybody's been in the Thunderbird Hotel in you know 20 years. You haven't picked Christ. up a hooker lately. Is that part of it? 
<laughs> not there. No. <laughs> not there. Well, Aaron's <laughs> on the express program. He doesn't have to go in anymore. Yeah, he can just walk into the he can walk into the steak and ale and that gets taken care of. Uh, it's like no Brandon had it's like Applebee's. I just stay out. It's yeah, it's to go. No, I just wait out inside <laughs> the parking lot. They bring it to me. Yeah. You got to be a pretty pretty long time customer to have that happen. Pretty big wheel. Yeah. <laughs> we should we should do a plug before I forget that Parker's Parker's main thing is twinsdaily.com, Also on Twitter at over the baggie. That's how it goes. Starring there. Yeah. Anything else you want to plug while you're at it? Well, I do t-shirts. Oh, yeah. Diamond-centric. Yeah, diamond-centric. He's wearing one. I um, can see it. It's Walks the Walksville Haunt. That's, I mean, that's what you tell pitchers all the time. You see that on the scoreboard. And it's the old-school sort of scoreboard font. Yeah, exactly. So Nobody you know, doesn't like that. So, you know, back in the days when you used to go get rip-hammered at the Metrodome, and that thing had come up on the on the light ball scoreboard. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we point out at this point you can still go get rip-hammered at the soccer games? Because Parker's such a big soccer fan. I texted him and asked what he wanted to talk about, and he said one word, soccer. I really enjoyed all the <laughs> kicking. I didn't know there was so much kicking inside. There's a lot That's of awesome. kicking. That's yeah. the main feature of the game. There's now, also some grabbing. Why don't they pick up the ball? The, one of the players does pick up one the ball. Nice. Yep. That's it? Just one guy? Yep. Huh. It's a specialized role, like the closer. Seems Which so guy is that? <laughs> We're not Which going to talk about this anymore. Tino Letteri. He's got that. Yeah, it's Tino Letteri. Yeah. Tony it's Miola does it too. For every game, does he go to every soccer game? The, he gets the parrot? The ball? No, well, or Tino Letteri. <laughs> is he at every game? All I know is he runs a pizza joint in Minnetonka now. That's all. Is that true? Yeah, Tino. That is tremendous. That is true. Yeah. Isn't it right on it's right off of Highway Seven, isn't yeah. it? Oh yeah. It's great okay, it's great yeah. pizza. Buy the slice type stuff. The fold over. Nice. Yeah. Go there. I don't want the parrots there. I'm sure the parrots are. Where else would the parrot be? Like be? the eighth parrot. Though. Yeah, it's like the bulldog at Georgia. Did you guys ever go to uh, Strikers games? By the way, no. Yes. I was from outstate. Didn't come in for the big, the big. What do they? Call I wasn't them? allowed into town. Tilts. Yeah. I was playing Match- sports. Matches. So. Matches. <laughs> Pretty busy. I wasn't allowed to come into the cities yet. I had to be 12 years old before I could come. Tate you. Yeah. I'm so old. I actually watched kicks games on uh, the old uh, channel. Would have been Channel Five. So, swear to God, it's a thing that happened when I was growing up. Bob Bruce, if anybody remembers Bob, it's not Bob a Bruce thing. at all. He like did the color. No, like, I gotta believe like the, no one he listening was the to the Channel Five Sports guy. Bob Bruce. Okay, I'm making this. There up. was never this was his name. You're making this up because you know we can't fact check this. No, I'm not. Yeah. Nope. It's a. It you was know a that's thing. our policy, Stu. <laughs> oh, there's facts involved. We're not gonna look this up. Why don't you make yeah. up a better name than Bob Bruce? You guys know the rule. The first person to look something up gets kicked off the podcast. I looked up Dwayne Shintz's last week, so I'm in, like, you know, (laughs) probation or something. By the way, if you didn't follow Stu's directions and Google image shared Dwayne Shintz's, it is epic. Breathtaking is another word. Some of the best hair you're ever going to see in this life or the next. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) Hageman, I wanted to ask you, get back to to what you do on Twin-centric. I don't don't do anything. Well... You've kind of carved out. I think it's kind of a cool niche. I kind of I don't even want to tell you because it's kind of giving you some credit for some stuff. But uh, oh, I'm going to do it, it anyway. Clarence. I know it. Uh, but I do think Clarence, it's cool. Clarence and Parker met literally ten minutes ago, and Clarence is already <laughs> we, we going after. We shared uh, Cannon Valley League lore uh, town ball. So Steve, uh, yeah, we're, we're kindred spirits. Yeah. All right, go ahead. He was just coming in league when I was getting ushered. I was a bat boy while he was, you know, (laughs) putting in the league's largest dip. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you get into, like, breaking down pitching motions and breaking down swings and, you know, doing that kind of stuff? 
there's not a lot of it's not like there's a ton of people doing that right kind of stuff. no yeah it, when i started blogging originally i was just kind of doing i noticed i was just doing the same thing as like aaron gleeman nick nelson all those guys and i'm like well if i'm gonna do this i might as well use some things you know i grew up I grew up playing ball, went to a lot of camps, and just did a lot of uh, video stuff and started saying, like, I can figure out a way to put these videos on online and uh, kind of talk about it. And that's how the GIFs and uh, – is that how we call them, GIFs, or are they GIFs? Or GIFs. GIFs. I think you it know. could go either way. Yeah. So I started putting those on and just kind of explaining things that I've seen and I'm just, you know, scouring through the videos. And it's, uh, you know, something to do in between porn time. <laughs> do you well, do that? That's the model like for the internet. Down porn? Gifts of porn, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's gonna tilt her back, otherwise she's gonna get hurt. You know, my porn. my other website, Porn Daily. Uh, that's <laughs> also over the bag. Porn centric T-shirts. Yeah, that's very that's smart. But yeah, that's how it originated. Coxwell Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's good. Anyway, well, back on topic. <laughs> yeah, he's. That, I, I was gonna say I, I like the little, you know, the pitch FX stuff that. Because uh, I, clearly, I can't do that on Twinkie Town. I just make up shit about Nick Punto. So. And it's great. Both you and John. John had one today too. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, oh, John's was yes. John's was very entertaining today. What was it again? Kevin Correa is gonna go to your house and beat you up. He actually punched me in yes. the face that, like, right before I got in the car and drove over here. Yeah. Yeah. He's going around. And, yeah. And that actually, that ties into the next uh, topic, does it not, John Marthaler? Sure. If we're actually going to read the agenda, which usually we start on point number one and then ignore it the rest of the okay. time. But that's true. Well, the that's question true. is, Part- as, a, as a ball guy and a baseball expert, why was everyone wrong about Kevin Correa? Because everyone was completely wrong about him. You know, so far. I was right. So far. Shut up, Brandon. Let, let's Wrong with, forever. Brandon's right. Let, let's you know pump the brakes. It's still yeah. uh, still pretty early. Ramon here. Ortiz. Ramon Ortiz is the classic example of you. getting too excited about a guy early in the season. Um, but with that being said, he does have a few things that he's kind of changed about his approach. Um, if you look at the the pitch effects numbers and the breakdown, he's throwing more strikes. He's getting ahead early, and then he's also added his split finger fastball. Which, if you look at like a pitch effects chart, it'll show it as a changeup. So you're just thinking he's throwing the same couple pitches. And now he's got a different pitch with a different movement. And, like, lefties have got, like, one hit off him all season. So he's actually being really effective against lefties. So it's something that's good signs, but I don't know. Lasting, he's still a high-contact guy. I mean, this mm-hmm. may not eventually, you know, this all, the house cards could eventually all fall down. But for right now, you know, ride it out. Is he is he doing the Nick Blackburn thing where he gives up 12 million fly balls to the warning track, or is he actually getting ground balls? No, it's that's a lot of ground out. balls. I mean, he's like a 50, 53, 54% ground ball right now, which is higher for him than he had in the rest of his career. I think typically he's been in the 45 range. So things that he may be doing, you know, in the approach, throwing more strikes, staying low in the zone, getting ahead, and then being able to throw a split-finger fastball, that's probably showing in his overall results. All right. By the way, Brandon, keep those hands where you can see them. I know how much you love this math stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I can see one of the um, hands, but... Not to pile on um, Clarence um, giving a compliment, but I also think that um, you seem to focus more on the how than the what, which I think is uh, really interesting to me. So I think we can all like look up the numbers on what has happened with Korea, but I'm really interested in how he's doing doing it so you mentioned at one point that he's his changeup's been moving like crazy i haven't seen any of the games yet you know because i live in yeah. dallas now so is that true is just got a new changeup? well you know i was watching uh it was the miami series and he threw one to juan pierre and of course juan pierre isn't a good hitter but uh, this the, the pitch just tailed away at a remarkable you know like uh, 
I don't know how many. I didn't actually look it up to see how much it moved, but you can see that it's moving like crazy. And that's not a standard changeup where you have more of just the drop and just a little bit of run. That had a lot of run. So when him say, and then after that start, he said, you know, somebody asked him in the locker room, you know, what what have you been doing differently? And he's like, well, I've been throwing my split finger fastball a lot more. So okay. So I wonder how. Um how that sort of topic gets brought up um, when you're looking at guys to sign in the offseason, right? Like, so do they know that he's been working on something like that? Does he talk to them about that? You know, it's it's confusing. Like, did the Twins actually make a move knowing that he had something new in his repertoire, or did they just, so far, get very lucky with a shitty pitcher who's run into a few good starts? I think it's a little bit of the luck with the shitty pitcher, because, I mean, yeah, you look probably. at all his numbers, and career-wise, and that's what they're going off of. I mean, they don't have, like, some magic... Uh, report that they're getting, you know. I well, mean, that's they, what I was wondering. They, like, do they know though? Do they talk to scouts saying, "Hey, he's been working on this. He's gotten it back somehow in some winter league." Right. That's what I, that's the only thing I can think of. He wasn't or in the winter league, league, right? So I mean, there wasn't anything that you could could have you know turned to that. But they do have scouts that you know have watched him. But you know, they've seen four or five starts. I mean, it's not like they monitored him the whole time. That's part of scouting is you only see a handful of stuff. So I think yeah. they got, you know, pretty lucky and good for them for, for hitting on one where we all said, no, oh, he's a big piece of shit, you know, but yeah, <laughs> you know. I'm sticking with did, that, by the way. Yeah. Did he credit anybody for this split finger or did he just pick it up? I mean, did Jesus. He, he mentioned where he, where he got it from? <laughs> the Lord above. Oh, well. No, yeah, no, he didn't really say it, but the quote was more in passing, um, and it just kind of said, you know, I've been using my split finger fastball a little bit uh, a little bit more than I had. And I think, you know, from what you could see in the pitch effects, that there was that type of movement last year, so it was something he probably was working on. Like, Vance Worley is a guy, um, when I went to the opening day, I was chatting with him for uh, a long while in the clubhouse after the game, and he was talking about his changeup and how, like, the Phillies tried to get him to throw a changeup they never had throughout the minor leagues. He starts with like a split change, you know, not not a complete split finger fastball, um, and then he started trying to throw that standard circle change, and he just never got the feel for it. So he's kind of been bouncing back and forth, and I think, you know, sometimes pitchers just all of a sudden it clicks with them, and then they're, you know, they've got the feel, they throw it more, and it just works. You're actually in the locker room this year, an actual journalist, not just I'm, a barger. I'm just to be looking there. at penis. <laughs> <laughs> What's that like? Give us for Which those of us. That question. Yeah, well, I was thinking more of the first part, but yeah. if you want to do a penis report, I guess you know. <laughs> if there's any podcast in the world that that would belong, it's probably this one. We call it the helicopter report. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so last Jesus God. <laughs> last year I started going in there like I, w- I went to like five games and uh, it was just an awkward thing, you know. To, you know, you, you go there, you get the press box, and it's kind of like the scrum afterwards. Where you know all the beat writers try to get the standard quotes, they wait for you know whoever highlighted in the game type thing, the starting pitcher, maybe the closer blew something up, and then you know uh, the PR guy brings them out, they give the standard stuff, but then there's the pregame, and that's kind of more of a milling about, you know, and if a guy's available, he'll you know be you know receptive to talking to you. Um, but my first five times, I'm like, I don't know what the shit to say to these guys. I have, you know, <laughs> just kind of just watching this whole thing happen. And then, you know, this year I just felt a little bit more comfortable and just started chatting with a few of the guys. Glenn Perkins, you know, he's been a great guy on Twitter. So I yep. you know, talked with him for a while. And uh, Vance Worley was, you know, amazingly receptive and, and very engaging. But, uh, yeah, it's been all right. We're going to start. We're going to have a, the Sportive Good Guy Award. Just like all the media members That's do, of the one Perkins. guy who'll actually talk. Yeah, it'll be Glenn Perkins every it'll time. Be Glenn Perkins. Did, did well, you see what he did on Twitter today? Yeah, help some kid get tickets or something like that. Was that today? Oh, I thought he gave him a kidney. It was tickets. Oh, it's not that. Big he gave deal. somebody a kidney <laughs> today. Tickets. Yeah, <laughs> it was tickets. Tickets. 
Well, that makes sense. So he's already won the good guy. No, oh, yeah. He's already. We already know who's going to win. Let's do like the big, you know, the biggest jerk off, the biggest dick in the <laughs> locker room. Who who's the biggest asshole to you in the locker room? Fuck it, let's throw somebody under. Let's go. I, you know, it hasn't uh, hasn't seen it that yet. I mean, from what I've heard, Nick Nelson was thrown in there uh, two years ago with uh, I guess Delman Young was one of the biggest dicks oh, he's ever. You know, like just. Delman. And Nick won't go back into the clubhouse because of that. I think. That's too bad. Yeah. Poor guy. Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone had a kind word to say about Delman after he left. It's no, I heard a, what Delbert very popular. Delbert and Roush, I think <laughs> they don't really keep those guys around too long, much longer. Well, Roush is terrifying. That's that's a whole different thing. Roush is just scary because the neck tats and he's like seven foot four. Yeah, I, I mean, just he's just, just oh, he's, he's a puppy dog. Yeah. Pussy. Yeah. I don't you just <laughs> gotta just scratch him, get him by the scruff of his neck, and like Fuck give him, him some corn nuts. You know. <laughs> yeah. He's be knocked down. Okay. Play play him some stained B sides, and he'll be happy. So. <laughs> yeah. Won't we all? Oh, that's true. Say, Parker. Yes. Um, how long is Trevor Plouffe's leash? Oh man, it's shortening every day here. Uh, that last two games uh, before he got uh, he got sidelined, it was looking pretty terrible. I don't know if you guys saw the the like two hopper right at him where he he went to the yep. side and went oh lay. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That was darned bad. It pretty good. Yeah, so darn. And they uh, they said it was a, a hit at the time. I don't know if they've retracted that since, but they had know. to have. They had to have because that was so bad. I don't believe they did. Well, you know what was crazy is Mauer had a similar thing in the opener with Cabrera at yes. third, and then they changed it like the next Correct. day, and that was big news. I didn't. I haven't heard anything about them changing that. So I think it's they, probably yeah, still was, a hit. It's very possible because that yeah that was as bad as it gets. Oh, exactly. And, it, and the he biggest is, thing. Uh, I'll go ahead, Parker. Well, sorry. the biggest thing is that, you know, this is a contact ground ball-oriented starting pitching staff. So if you've got, you know, one one loose end here at third, you know, Gardy's going to probably make sure he's got, you know, his good defenders in there. Well, and, you know, maybe to begin the season, they didn't feel like they had a viable alternative at third. They didn't bring anybody in a reasonable, to, you know, they talked about maybe bringing somebody in at third to push them during spring training. It right. didn't happen. They didn't bring anybody in. Is Ed Escobar a legitimate alternative at third? Or I mean, his 484 average or whatever he's at now is not sustainable. But I don't know. Yeah, it's going up. Don't, yep. Yeah, let's don't shortchange him. <laughs> <laughs> could he really be? I mean, he's the guy's like what, maybe 120 pounds. He could be a shortstop, but but third, I don't know. Could he be a starting third baseman in the major leagues for a contending ball club? Nick Punto was. You know, I think that's kind of what they're going to fall back to. As long as, point. as long as you play great defense for Gardy and you scrap like all hell, you battle that tail off. You know, he, he'll find a dirty. yeah, he'll find a spot for you. And and that's the thing; he's just going to play the defense. And if he can actually keep his uh, you know on base percentage up to where he's not making outs all the time, yeah, mm-hmm. he's got a spot maybe. Poof, I think it comes down to Poof is if he hits for enough power to just make his glove not that you know not that important or not to stress over it as much. He might, you know, he might stick around more, but he wasn't hitting all that well either. So, but his glove is so bad that he'd have to hit like fifty-five home runs right at this point. Yeah, which is crazy. This is a shortstop. We drafted you as a shortstop. We started you at shortstop for. But he was terrible there. Horrible. Carl Pavano was about to jump off the mound and beat him to death at second base a couple of times. Well, I think they're just hoping he's going to be Kadire. I mean, that's really what they're just praying to God is that he ends up like Kadire. They've already got and, like uh, twelve Kadires on the roster. Chris Parmalee is the new Kadire. We're stockpiling well, corner infield, uh, corner outfielders. <laughs> yep. That can't hit that well. No. 
They I guess Kadaya could hit, but yeah. Not that there will well. never be another Kadaya. Okay, he's gone. Guys. His dimples, his magic tricks, just give it oh, up. Oh God, dreamy. He was adorable all the time. Hey, we're not going to do this dreamy bit unless it's about Ricky Rubio <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> um, right. This uh, this Eddie Escobar character isn't he some sort of he's he came from the White Sox, right? Yeah, he was yes. in the Lariano trade. Is that right? Yeah, Eddie that's Escobar right. and Pete, Pete Hernandez. Those are the two guys they got. Oh boy! Okay. Wow, that is sort of an underwhelming trade for everybody. <laughs> right? If you had to, if you had to call a winner right now, the Twins are the winner. Of yeah, deal. but that's true. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yep. It's sad. It Would sad. you rather be eaten by a bear or just drown? <laughs> yeah. That's not a big one. Now, here's the reason that we don't read off the agenda every week, because I was going to go to the next point, but the next point is, does Parker get a family discount at Devani's due to his sister's appearance on the billboard? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, she. Uh, the whole thing she got out of this, uh, my sister was on a billboard for the Christmas season or holiday season on Highway 7. Was she dressed as an elf? No, but they had her in like a dopey hat, you know, that, that <laughs> Good Christmas enough. hat right thing, and she's holding a platter of uh, hoagies. And I'm like, well, you know, what you get out of it? You get some money? Get, yeah. And she's like, well, they gave me a $20 gift card. <laughs> well, so that's God in one sitting, right? I mean. They didn't even give her the platter of hoagies? No. I don't even think she, yeah, no. That's not fair. Oh, yeah. How do you get into Devani's billboard modeling? <laughs> you know, she uh, she lived in an apartment that had one that pretty much overlooked her place. And she, she finally emailed and said, I should be on there. And they said, yeah, anybody who wants to be on, come on in. Come on <laughs> in. Ask you got, yeah, that's it. You could be it. So I started tweeting at Devani's right, a little right, bit right. after that and said, hey, you should let me on there too. And they're like, yeah, come on in. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's <laughs> I got your 18-inch platter. <laughs> Take a picture of it. Cock meat sandwich, yeah. <laughs> huh. Well, the thing with Devani's that I've noticed is that their billboards always tend to be like in sketchy neighborhoods on top of like, you know, payday loans buildings and free clinics. <laughs> So I, I was I was I was happy that she got on Highway Seven. That's you know a little nicer. That's ritzy, Devani's. yeah. Do you even know about Devani's uh, Stu? Because that's uh, you you guys know about Bo Diddley's up in Stearns, right? That's your hoagie place. Yes, okay. yes, it's a del- delightful hoagie place. Devani's is a place in the cities that sells sandwiches. <laughs> pizza. The there cities was, was are a- the town down ninety four, <laughs> the big one that nobody goes to yeah, because they're they're going to get shot. Past Clearwater. <laughs> There was a Devani's in Wade Park next to Burger Time, but they closed up shop. So, is that a fact? That is a fact. There wow, was a Devani's okay. for like a year. They were open for a year, and then I think it was right around when the recession started, they went under. You so. know, Hooters didn't even last in St. Cloud either. You did I not know, have a Hooters in St. Cloud. We did. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. It's, it's where the White Castle is now. <laughs> no, <laughs> of course it, it is. It was some knockoff like jugs <laughs> no, or something. A, <laughs> no, it wasn't one of the no. Hooters. Spelled with a G. For like three the months, there was a Hooters open. Yes, Bullshit. the progression was Embers to Hooters to White Castle for that building. So. What? For real? It couldn't stay open in a college town. Don't ask. It was it was way far away from campus, so that's probably had something to do with it. Had wow. it been on Fifth, had it been on Fifth Avenue, they'd probably still be there. I like that we're going over like the zoning and planning strategies of the yep. city of St. Cloud. <laughs> Last week, <laughs> your podcast is what I do when I come on. <laughs> Last week we covered which the best target in St. Cloud was. Apparently, the one at the Crossroads Mall is sketchy. It's garbage. Which is absolutely garbage. Which is kind of scary because when I was a kid and we wanted to go to the mall, the St. Cloud's Crossroad Mall was like one of the places we went, and that was like the good mall. It's like we're not going to Water- we're not going to Watertown this week, folks. We're going to St. Cloud. They got a Target right there in the mall. This is just excitement. Yeah, well, I, I had no idea it was sketchy that whole time. 
Yeah, it's just it's you know it's cramped and cluttered, and there's a lot of people there. So if you want a little more space, a little more you know the, the more cleanly lit, you know, good end cap selections, you go to the one on the east side of St. Cloud. You're talking about the one that has like the Walmart clientele dressed like that, but yeah, you know, okay, all right, yeah, Ooh, yeah. You just subscribe St. Cloud. Everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we got any more twins topics to cover, or should we move on to other sports? Well, I don't know. I was going to ask Parker if we could hash out once and for all our differences about Denard Span. Just put. Well, let's to bed. let's go at it. Let's go. <laughs> I, I lose sleep at night thinking about this argument this day right now. <laughs> well, that's all right. I mean, I'll let you. You're the guest. I'll let you go first. Here's what I've decided, and and you represent everybody else, right? The, the well, guy, you represent the guy in the, no, in the, put me no. in any boxes. No. I won't be put in your boxes, right. but we'll, we'll go ahead. All right, so what I figure is that 2010 was was that Span looked terrible going into target field. It was his first year at center field. You saw him uh, just kind of be a little, little uh, stalling on some of these balls that he should go after into the gaps. You know, I think he just kind of relinquished it to, to the corner outfielders. And that kind of showed into his numbers. But I think he got more comfortable 2011, 2012, and looked a lot better. He's got a lot of speed, and, you know, he closed, closed a lot better the last two years when he was a little bit more aggressive. Doesn't have an arm, right? Doesn't play the wall exceptionally well, but I think he goes out and he catches a lot of balls, and that's one of the biggest things an outfielder can do. What's your beef? Clarence, your rebuttal. My beef was not so much at the beginning of his career in target field that he was hesitant. I saw it actually the opposite, and I could have been completely wrong. I thought after the concussion, remember that where he mm-hmm. was running in and he ran into the guy, I don't remember who it was, uh, got the concussion, was out, and ever since then I saw him being more hesitant in the gaps. If anybody was coming in on him, he was hesitant against the wall, up against the wall uh, more so than anything. Um, and anything where an infielder was coming at him, he was hesitant too. He may make the, the play. A lot of times he wouldn't. Uh, but a lot of times he'd make the play but still kind of did that stutter step halt where you could see that he just wasn't 100% comfortable out there. And I actually sat on the base paths, too. Um, I thought he was a terrible base runner to begin with. I mean, he's just, he's not a very instinctual baseball player. You see these guys out there that maybe don't have all the skills in the world. I think as much shit as A.J. Krasinski catches, he's just, he's instinctual baseball player. Mm-hmm. He's just, you know, he, he knows when to go for it, when he does, when not to. And, oh, it can't be captured by Broxy's stats, and you can't tug it to what he's doing, uh, you know, on some No, his, his, but, uh, what he thinks is, what can I do that'll piss the other team off the most? There's that, too. You can't capture that, either. So it doesn't exist, then. You can capture can't. it in the decibels of booze he gets, deservedly. Well, then that's then put that into UZR or whatever. Put those, <laughs> make that a factor in there. That's what I saw, Parker. But, again, I mean, there's no way of capturing it on a spreadsheet. So I, I could honestly, admittedly, be completely wrong. I don't I disagree with your observations on any of that because, especially when you look at his base running, it was terrible. I don't know, like one year it was seven pickoffs. You know, oh, he, he, yeah, being so as bad. fast as he is, he was just terrible at getting reads, terrible at reading pitchers, didn't get jumps, and he just never was a stolen base guy. And that might be what translates into being, you know, not having the instincts that you're referring to. Yeah. And, well, we're like Arcia yesterday. Did you watch Arcia's game yesterday? That uh, that bad. awkward slide in the third. Is that the one? And it was you know, before that, the play right before it, he should have been thrown out at second. The guy wheeled right. in the short. I think it was the shortstop that dropped the ball. I mean, stuff like that isn't mm-hmm. captured either, but he's got these Spansian base running instincts that kind of worry me too, as much as I love him, uh, Arcia. 
Um, it, that kind of stuff worries me. But with Arcia, you know, he's in his first two weeks of uh, the major league level. Let's see if he shakes off some butterflies. But, you know, I mean, if he was doing that throughout his development, I think at some point somebody would be in the organization saying, yeah, he's going to need some more seasoning, or he's just not going to figure that stuff out, you know. That's a great point. Now, but if Span was doing it in his fourth season, doing really shit like that. Yeah, Span it just kind of drove me crazy. You couldn't get, make an excuse for it anymore. Just, but Span was the kind of guy that you know he kind of fell off as a prospect, and then all of a sudden came back on as you know after the LASIK apparently. Uh oh. <laughs> Well, as an appearance of the official dog of the sport of podcast, oh, Sophie, sorry, all the way from St. Cloud. No, screw your dog. Your dog's getting on this mix. <laughs> Stu's actually a mailman. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I don't know who won that. I don't. I probably lost. I just enjoy your screeds against you're numbers, very, Clarence. You're way too nice to each other. That could be. That's true. You know, when the Twitter gloves come off, yeah, he's much nicer when he has to look at me in person. Yeah, it really is true. <laughs> you should hear all the crap he gives me about soccer. <laughs> I say it to his face when I'm there about soccer, yeah. <laughs> I cry a lot after the podcast's over. No, I, like, I don't know. That's all I had. That's, fuck, I don't know. We can't, I, don't, I don't think we'd be, if we said any more, we'd be talking past each other. I, there's no argument for or against it. I think it's just, that's what it is. Okay, I win then, fine. So who was it on the podcast when we did our preview that um, predicted that the Twins would have 59 wins this year? Was that Stu? That was me. 59-103, everyone's fired, and Perkins was traded to, like, the Nip and Ham fighters. <laughs> <laughs> so your uh, prediction is looking happily very wrong right now. I'm thrilled. They're, like, I'm thrilled. like 14% of the way through the season now, I think, and about yeah. 500. So you got to think, I mean, they're not an 81-win team, but... 67 was the was the number in Vegas, right? Yeah. Um, I think the people who took the over have got to be pretty ecstatic right I now. I think they're looking like a 70-75 win team, I think, if you're you know being realistic about it. And, I mean... Woo-hoo! Hey, that is, that is woo-hoo worthy, considering how it's been the last couple of years. It's going to be fascinating if they're still 500 in June. What the fuck they're going to do? Uh, who knows? I mean, well, they got a, it's a ten-game road trip they're on right now. That's I mean, true. that'll that'll. I mean, there's going to be. It's probably going to be a little more negative by the end of that, just because. I mean, but what well, they're obviously they're better obviously rebuilding. They're obviously in a rebuilding mode. That's fine. I mean, well, yeah. it's but so we'll have assets that they could trade. But if they're at five hundred, people are gonna you know the pitchforks are gonna come out if they trade Willingham. I don't know. Uh, in June, uh, people are gonna go ape shit. It'll be in- very interesting what they're going to do. It all, it all sort of depends on how Detroit is doing, too. Because if Detroit's run away with it, then nobody will care. But, but then tomorrow, yeah. Verlander could get, get hit by a bus. And here, now the fucking division's wide open. You know, All it takes is injury to one person. And, of course, there's the Kansas City Royals. This is the year. Yeah, it's all every year's the year. This is the year. Unless it's next year. Unless it's next year. They're in second place or first place. They're in first place going into today, I think. Wow. Good for them. This is the year. You kind of can't hate them if they're in first. Like Detroit, I wouldn't, no, you know, I wouldn't be happy cute. about that. Yeah. It's cute. It's how everybody felt about the Twins about 2003. And then, then it got old. Four, just, <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is stupid. They never <laughs> win in the playoffs. Everybody hates yeah. them. Speaking of the playoffs, let's move on at least temporarily to the Wild because I want to make sure uh, we get this happened. in there. <laughs> <laughs> they are... For those of you who don't list, watch hockey, listen to hockey, because I know you're out there, in the playoffs against Chicago, who is the best team in the NHL. Clarence, what is the, give me a percent chance that they beat Chicago in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, 15. 
percent. Fifteen? That high? Yeah. Yeah. Are I'm you sure? Be optimistic, Chad. I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. Why would you do that with the Wild? Because it's playoff hockey, and fuck, you just never quite know what's going to happen. I think there's a chance they could match up okay with that team, although nobody matches up well yeah. with Chicago. I want you to Pominville. Oh, go ahead, John. I want you to think back to last weekend when they were busy getting absolutely slaughtered by Edmonton, who literally had nothing to play for, and I reconsider think, your 15%, Mark. Okay, so take that game and set it aside. It, if you get Cullen back, I don't think he was fully healthy against Edmonton. Pominville, <laughs> bring him back. The key to, and Zucker, who I think makes them better, faster. Um, if you get Pominville back completely healthy and Cullen back completely healthy, now you have a three-line team, three strong lines, which is what you need against Chicago to be competitive. If you don't have three lines, then, yeah, they're fucked. But in Edmonton, they didn't have three full lines. Yeah, but and, all uh, three of Chicago's lines are better than any of Minnesota's lines. In, yeah, the back when they played Vancouver or whatever. You know, fuck, that, things happen in hockey. Uh, when they made the run in, what, 03, the Wild? Yeah, they made that run. one million years they didn't ago. They any lines that were better than anybody in hockey, and they made the run. Fuck, it happens. That's true. Richard Park scored goals in that series, which is absolutely... It, it boggles my mind that he was on an NHL team for that West long. fucking walls carried them in yeah. that series. That's, that's in goddamn sane. Shit like that can happen. Clarence, you're unbelievably positive about hockey. This is crazy. You have, you're overestimating <laughs> everything. Everybody's going to be great right now. What's <laughs> going on over there? It is weird. I don't know. I look at hockey completely different than baseball. I, I don't know why. I don't, you'd have to go back well, into some psychological... You're actually our hockey expert, too, which is kind of scary. Oh, that's, that doesn't make any sense. No, As a non-hockey expert, is it correct that an 8 seed beats a 1 seed with some regularity in the NHL? Well, the Kings more regularity than the NBA. Yeah. I think you're familiar with yeah. the NBA. It happens way more I am, I am. The NHL. They play basketball. I know it, too. They dribble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which is <laughs> another rule in the NBA that I think should be abolished. Just dribbling. fucking stop like, dribbling. Yeah, <laughs> We're going netball. This is going to be netball from now on. Yeah, fucking stupid. Uh, should we review how our yeah. NBA playoffs, our assigned teams in the NBA playoffs are doing? Not Braxy's, because he assigned himself the Heat, so he's not allowed okay. to talk about that. I'm doing fine. I think we should, but first I'm going to mention I was going to assign everybody an NHL team, but then I forgot. No. It didn't happen. So. <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> no, I, Usually I, our I, podcasts I, extend for like 40 minutes after anybody has anything left to talk about, so if you start thinking now, there'll be plenty of time at the end. That's true. I do that. So the, um, the Wild were missing a bunch of guys, and that's why they sucked at the end of the year. Is that right? That's what I'm hoping. Is why they sucked at the end of the year, Brandon. I don't know. Okay. I don't have an answer. Why they why they lost six to one? That was a gut. Came out of nowhere. Why the how the fuck did that happen? That was a horseshit team they played, and they lost six to one at home. It's weird uh, that people if, flipped out so much. Is it because why is it weird that people flipped out so much? They needed to win line. to make the playoffs, and they just came out and absolutely just died the right there, there on the ice. Nothing to play for. Yeah. Shit happens, doesn't it? Or is it because they didn't have anything to play for that just there's no excuse? Yeah, hot goalie know. theory. Just say hot goalie theory. Hot it's goalie, the answer to baby. everything. Yeah. Yep. Hot goalie. Hey, have you guys thought more about my uh, rent a goalie for the playoffs thing? That's got legs, right? Nobody thought any more about your ideas. <laughs> the, the ten seconds after. I was just yeah. about to send uh, to press send on my uh, email to the commish. Oh, um, he might. He might. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Consider it because he's All right, a- yeah. I'll send it. I'll, I'll fucking, I'll send it. Whatever. I've been having nightmares about your idea to change baseball to pitching underhands, so... <laughs> It's gonna happen. Yeah, we're we're a like bunch of idiots. we're like am, four I crazy am. ideas beyond that one to rent a goalie for the playoffs. No, hey, the underhand thing. Is... I don't even. You never tweet about hockey at all, Parker. Are you a hockey fan at all? I've seen the sport. It's the uh, the one with the blades on the feet, right? Yep. Yeah. No. No. I, you know, I grew up playing a little bit of hockey and stuff like that. But I, I'm a guy who died with uh, professional hockey when the North Stars left. I pretty much never. Got into the wild, and I have no idea why. Stupid it's a cute, it's a cute little team. I mean, it's awesome. It's kind of like the Saints, but like paid better, right? If I'm not mistaken, right? They make more <laughs> they money. The, they play in the same town, right? Yeah, right. That's cool, street, right? That's a cool thing. The old civic, they play at the old Civic Center. I haven't been in the Civic Center for a while, but they still have the glass boards. Yep. No, you got it. <laughs> still, still with the You're cigarette right. smoke up at the top there. That's uh, still part of it. That's exactly right. All yep. right. Yeah. It's exactly the same. Yeah. No, I, I, you see, I went to Holy Angels, so obviously, you know, hockey's permeating throughout me because, you know, it's the biggest <laughs> thing in that school. You know, we go to, yeah. we go to state every year, Rosemont, but that's that's neither here nor there. Well, you steal all of Rosemont's best players, but we won't talk about it. Maybe. That's because we're better than you. We just, well. they, they come to us. <laughs> we're better yes. people, just admit it. I mean... That is a hard <laughs> thing to argue people. against, actually. Yeah, you pretty much nailed it. Yeah, Everyone so with a future goes to Holy Angels. Is that right? Well, we're at St. Thomas Academy and when you're in Rosemont. Yeah. Well, I'm sitting around drinking beer and having a podcast. I don't know yeah. how, I, uh, how I turned out here. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. The rest of us have an excuse. I went to Ordenville. This is, the, this is absolutely the top level of anybody from there. Yeah. Gonna make sure this is my monthly uh, alumni letter. Yep. Yeah. Parker Agavin. <laughs> 98. Sat around, drank beer in Roseville. <laughs> Was on the world famous Sportive Podcast, <laughs> thesportive.com. Hey, soon, this is taking off. I love it. I, I'm into this. <laughs> yeah, we're up to like 12 listeners, but yeah. eventually we're going to have every one of them on the podcast, and then we're going to be out of topics. <laughs> yeah, when we get to NASCAR, it's going to be brutal, but. Well, you guys say too many swear words. I mean, that's got to turn off the entire, you know, Christian population, right? So, right yeah. there. They were, li- they were listening. Affair. They were all listening right up until Clarence opened his mouth, opened his GD <laughs> mouth. Boom. So Lost that's what you're yeah. saying is I, I, I got just got shit canned. All right, <laughs> I'll get a, I'll get a box and clean out my desk. Fucking. <laughs> I mean, you guys should go back to talking about hockey. It was really good. <laughs> I don't know. I got us. My my prediction for the percent chance of the Wild to win this series is two percent. Honestly. Chicago is just too good. But the you Wild do this with everything. The Wild are a disaster sell. right now. They're just a disaster. They play like with the Heat when they start the beginning of the season. I don't know. This might be LeBron's year that he finally shits the bed. You just undersell it so that you. I never said that. That's every, the key to life. 
Look how happy Stu is right now. He undersold the twins. Look at him. He's grinning ear to ear. <laughs> Giving the thumbs up. Happy right now. He, he thought the twins would have three wins. So the other eight wins that we've gotten has wow. just been unbelievable I, for him. Mm -hmm. I think John said like 69 wins or something like I that. I said 61. Oh, 69. 69. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. But you, that's, that's also why we're losing listeners. <laughs> yeah. there, there goes the women now that we're listening. Yeah. Yeah. My brother always talks about it, about the 40-minute mark of the podcast. Everybody starts getting drunk, and then it gets fun. And we're right at the 40-minute mark now, so here we go. Well, there you go. Shirts Perfect. off. Boobs. Pants off, dance off. Right, so 2% percent makes sense. I'm proud of you. Okay. I... So the wild, it'd be one thing if this was in the middle of the season where they went on that seven-game win streak when Clarence said they were one of the best five teams in the league. They were one of the yeah, five best teams in the league. Because I, I was on board with that at the time. They were playing so well. They were scoring six goals a game. It was ridiculous. And then since then, it's just been an absolute disaster culminating in that 6-1 to loss at home to Edmonton, who had nothing to play for. And I was, the only thing that made me happy about that was that the crowd at the Excel Energy Center booed them off the ice every period and then started sarcastically cheering Josh Harding every time he actually made a save. <laughs> and I appreciate any and all group sarcasm, especially when it's directed at people who are failing. I'm really a terrible person, but... <laughs> well, that, and we shouldn't have a crowd for this. We were thinking about a live audience in front of this podcast and that that idea is a horrible one well we had a live we had a live audience once when dana wessel was here and he brought a guest and she fell asleep halfway through the podcast so. he, brought, he brought his girlfriend yeah. there he brings her every yeah. yeah you should have brought the fiance yeah right she'd come out <laughs> oh, i actually want to get married to her i'm not gonna bring her out here and show up hey he's talking about baseball it'll be fun it'll be a bonding experience <laughs> I, don't, I don't even tell her that i write about baseball she has no idea she just thinks you sell t-shirts and that's it. Like I'm going to have porn in the basement. Yeah. Like a normal, normal guy. No, I'm it's less embarrassing. Club. It's a much yeah. more respectable yeah. profession. I'll be Way less embarrassing. Yeah. You're a connoisseur. Well, <laughs> Rather than a nerd. That's great. What you guys need to do is, uh, you know, Gleeman and the Geek do it at the bars. And, you know, they kind of have this set up where they have the microphones. And it's the most, it's the awkwardest thing. You're just sitting there talking and there's just people just staring at you the whole time. Like, what the hell are these people doing? You, know, yeah. <laughs> you guys get nice little comfortable homes here, and you get to do this. But this is this would be even more awkward at a bar, because I'm yeah. sitting here. We've got two computers set up. We've got this giant mixer that nobody knows what anything does. Two of us are here. Three of us are talking on the computer. Stu is drinking straight out of a bottle of Windsor Canadian, I think I just saw. <laughs> I'm not sure we can do this at a bar. Well, and you can't do it in a jiggle hut, because they don't allow cameras in there. It's true. Otherwise, do it right on Sniffer's Row. <laughs> Stu and I did one at a bar one time. Yeah, it was weird. We did. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, it was fun. But it was definitely people looked at you like you were like, oh, these guys are like uh, like infowars.com dudes who are <laughs> <laughs> talking about how nine one one was an inside job and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. So yeah. We should yeah, we so. should get Parker's advice. He's been he's been a guest on the famed Gleeman and the Geek Geek podcast, so he can tell us what we're doing wrong. Oh, I think you guys are doing amazing stuff. I don't think that's true. Yeah, you guys use the adult language. <laughs> they don't use the adult language. Yeah, yeah. and they have like a bunch of pussies. They're, no. they're on KFan, and we have forty-five <laughs> listeners. Because KFan, most of whom are related to me. The two things that happen on KFan you can't do is the swearing and the drinking, and that just ruins this. Wait, show. Wait, you can't drink while you're on KFan? Can't do it on the air. Like it's an FCC type thing. You can't be. Really, drunk on that the is air. correct. Yeah. yeah, you can't. Can you can you show up drunk? 
don't know. I guess. Why the hell did Steve Cannon do it for all those? Exactly. <laughs> he got grandfathered in, I think. Oh, that, nobody understood that joke either, Stu. That no, I understood that joke. No, Bob Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. Morgan Monday and everybody. <laughs> but, um, as far as Gleeman and the Geek goes, I just think everyone just falls in love with John Bonas's infectious girlish laugh and everything it's just everything just falls after that everything's just good do, do you guys listen it's to the power trip at all when he was on there you know he was yeah. kind of the background guy and I, you know i just just kind of, yeah, yeah, you, you just have it kind of on the background of you know like oh, yeah, in the kitchen look, and all of a sudden every so often you just hear that thing come right through like, that chuckle. oh yeah it's just uh yeah it makes my morning whenever i hear it it's just like a little like burst of sunshine right into my heart it really is the perfect combination with bonuses, infectious enthusiasm, and Aaron's anger at everything. <laughs> it's really wonderful. Salty and sweet. That, that's how you get on K-Fan. First you get the jobs, then you get the khakis, then you get the women. Then you get the part of the whole, the whole thing. <laughs> well, I'm in favor of that. So, so get somebody on that can giggle a All right, bit. I'll start giggling, everyone else stops wearing, and this thing is going to go through the right. Uh, you strip away my swearing. There's nothing left. It's just a bare shell. So no. Parents <laughs> has no English ex- except that. So from an outsider, here's what I like about the show when I've listened to it is that it feels like the locker room talk, the bench talk type stuff. You know, you guys just you know, you guys have all played sports. And it just you know, you get that kind of conversation and and uh, topics going. And this is what it really feels like. And that's why I like it. You know, this is really nice. Yeah, I don't like this at all. You don't <laughs> go back to making fun of us. I was way more comfortable then. Yeah, you guys suck. There we go. See, now I feel fine. All right, do we want to talk a little Timberwolves? Whether is David Kahn actually fired or not? Do we know this for no. sure? I, Nothing's a, confirmed. Yeah, it's amazing that Ashburner would have um, would put that out and have nothing after it for what three, four days now. No yes, yeah, well, Steve Ashburner actually knows stuff. He's legit. Yeah, yeah he's a pro. Uh, so it's just sort of strange to me, but you have to think that, I mean, none of us were even remotely surprised when we heard the news. Like that's a perfect Glenn Taylor move. Like that's just one of my buddies and he keeps in touch with me and calls me back when I call him. So now he can be the GM. Just fucking strange to me. Like, I don't know if like, I think that it makes sense to be happy because Khan is such a disaster. Um, but I don't think we should be ecstatic because who the hell knows how well Flip's going to be at at any of this. It's just really confusing to me. I don't know. Right? Well, Kevin McHale was amazing as a GM, so clearly former players, yeah, natural transition. Former gopher players. Right. I'm still waiting yeah, for Michael so, Thompson to take know. a job. The only thing that the organization has going for it at all right now is Rick Adelman, right? Yes. So if this, is, if this causes Adelman to leave, then it's a terrible move. If he stays, then it's a brilliant move. And that, yes. to me, is kind of the rub of it all. And also, every time I turn on my television in the last week, Stephen Curry's been on there scoring 45 points <laughs> in the playoffs. Doesn't so, matter. really, firing is too good for him. If we could tar and feather him and maybe be allowed to shoot paintballs at David Kahn, I think I'd be in favor of that. I'm going to miss his corduroy suit. If Adelman leaves, there's no chance that they could find a coach better than him. Is he He is no. like the greatest coach in the NBA. I mean, I, he is I the greatest coach who would so ever agree to come here. To Minnesota. Yeah. You don't know that. Seriously, there's only, what? how many teams are in the NBA? Uh, 40? 50? <laughs> 11? 30, they all make the playoffs. 30 too, right? Yeah, they're there's all in the playoffs. There's 30 of those jobs. There, there's got to be some guy out there that's like awesome that just needs a shot. Okay, there, the that guy doesn't is. exist. Glenn Taylor yeah. does not know who that is and would not be able to find that guy. 
Glenn Taylor's going to gonna hire find. some. Glenn Taylor will hire whoever Flip tells him to hire. Just all right. Well, Flip isn't going to find him either. Flip is anything know? but an innovator. And he'll end up as a Van Gundy. Oh, you know it well. That's a good rebuttal. He, uh, yeah, Flip's. He's going to find somebody who's on TV. Named Van Gundy. Find some guy who's been a coach for a while before. Another fucking retread. That's who he is. That's his mo. It's always been that way. So I don't know. It's Why? just. It's just again we're uh, cheering for mediocrity. That's if not. He gets the job. How does Flip have an MO as a GM? He's never been a GM before. No, I'm just saying like he is not. He has never been known as an innovator, um, as a coach okay. at all. He hasn't been like he's old, right? He's been away from the game for a little while. There's nothing in his past or his resume that shows that he is going to be a guy that's going to go out there and be able to recruit some amazing young coach. So I think that's obviously reasonable... it's possible. Like we can keep pointing out exceptions all day. It's possible. What if not well, What if Flip players Kevin McHale <laughs> as a coach? Yeah, just a flip flop. Coach, isn't he? Yeah. Kevin McHale's fine. I get where I'm coming. That's at what's going to happen. The angle is wouldn't Flip Flip wouldn't hire a retread coach because that coach would want power, and wouldn't Flip want somebody that's underneath them that would see Flip as being the the head of the franchise rather than a Van Gundy. Who he's always button heads with? Maybe, I don't know. I'm just saying he doesn't inspire a whole lot of confidence to um, to find whoever that is. He's right. an old dude's buddy. He's an old guy himself. You know, like I don't know. It's just a mediocre hire, if you ask me. Potential hire, since we don't have any confirmation on you know anything yeah. yet at this point. Yeah, sourcing true. and journalism are really our yeah. our two main concerns yeah, with this podcast. I mean, Ashburner is the only source on this. I don't think we have any like confirmation from like a Krasinski or a Zagoda or. I gotta believe Ashburner's like right though. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Ashburner's you know he's not like a guy who's like had you know faulty reporting in the past. If he yeah. says it, he's got a you know solid source on it. So when Robson, Britt Robson, who's as far as I'm concerned the number one best writer. Very good, yes. He's unbelievable. Um, He's been talking about this for the better part of a year, that it's been a thing that could happen. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, it's not a shock, but I don't know. And the worst part about this is if it happens, I'm a little bit bummed out because I'm afraid Adelman's going to leave. And if it doesn't happen, then I'm just as bummed out because that means Khan is still around. Fucking sucks, man. There's no good way out of this thing right now. There are no winners. No, not right now. It's just the Timberwolves, you know? It's just... That's what did happens you, to them. What if they fold? Could that happen? Did you, did you guys? I, I wrote just something stop. about that. Just quit. Why not? <laughs> like, well, they do the the North Stars wild. Like the Cleveland Barons? Is that what you think? They're just going to get well, sucked so into another team? My idea was to take Target Center, which I don't think is that great to begin with. Fucking okay. goes it. Light a match. We'll have a bonfire. Like, fucking awesome bonfire right cool. on First Avenue. Yeah, like uh, after a Twins game or something? Like after a Twins game, just light the fucker on fire. Like, the, uh, how about the fireworks go from the outfield at an angle? Yeah, Johnny Holm. That's gonna be really difficult to get. I'll take the care Johnny Holm band will play. You guys don't worry about the Court. permits. I'll take care of the permitting. Um, okay. we'll get that squared away. Wait, side question: Is Block E in this scenario still standing? Oh God, no. Okay. That's well, gotta go. If we're doing, yeah, okay, I'm okay, getting sorry. there. That's part Keep going. Of it. Keep going. See, you raise the whole. You raise the whole fucking building and Block E. Tailgate, like. Fucking awesome tailgate parking lot for yeah. Twins games now. With like and for Vikings trips. games. 
you urban goofballs, you love that food truck shit. You just just jerk off to food trucks. It's fucking awesome. To yeah. them, in <laughs> them, on them, all yes. over the place, man. Oh, my God. Did I, did I film that? No. <laughs> <laughs> just love that. So we'll ring the fucking parking lot with food trucks and just... It'll just be like one of those all old kicks games you're talking about, Stu, where people yes. just got shit hammered. Before yes. Twins games, you turn it into... This is a money make. This is a license to print money. So wait, let, let me try to summarize this here real quick. You want to take the most valuable real estate in downtown <laughs> Minneapolis and yes. let them just turn it into a parking lot for 81 days a year? Just a park. Set it on yeah. fire first. Plus, Set it on fire plus first. Plus 10 Vikings games. I can't see how it does Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a money maker. All Vikings games, too, because they're, it's Free connected parking. by the train. The light rail goes yep. right to the dome and to Target Center. I'm going to tweet at RT Ryback and just let him know that you've got this thing under control. So... Basically, what we're bringing back here is the Liquor Depot parking lot that used to be north of the Metrodome that was then turned into yes, condos. Exactly fucking right. It, but don't forget the food trucks. <laughs> Line the thing with food trucks. But will there be a Liquor Depot there, too? I don't know. I think there should this, be. Again, this is, you guys, I'm the idea guy. You can't bring us all the way stuff. there. We have to yeah. execute it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so then, that. in five years, the, the Wolves, so the Wolves are folded. Or, or not. They can play you know, in a parking lot. Too. They can play in the parking lot. Power oh, pole league. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they get a new franchise, like an uh, uh, expansion franchise, and just okay, start so, from ground zero. So you're telling us um, that we should uh, do what the Wild did and give up a superior franchise for a shitty franchise with a dumb name, and that other people don't even want to cheer for anymore because they missed the. You cannot ones get a shittier franchise than the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I, I, you're a fan, and I don't mean this disparagingly. You can't you can't reach further bottom than where yep. they're at right now, can you? How? Sure you How the can. Fuck you? How? Other than the building being set on fire, that that's Sacramento like Kings. How is that worse? They're gone, right? They no, maybe they're staying. still they're staying. Oh, right. Are they staying for sure now? Charlotte they're Bobcats. For sure. How about the Charlotte Bobcats? Those girls guys are pretty bad. Worse with a less of a future. I know they're a shitty franchise, the Timberwolves, but they do have a, some semblance of a future. But you're uh, taking just a snapshot time where right now they're shitty. The Wolves have been, like, historically prominently shitty for a long period of time. Forever. Yeah, nine, what, nine? Yeah, basically forever. They had, like, Except four good seasons. No, they didn't. They had one two. good season. I don't even know about four. I was going to say two out of, what, 25? You can't one. be a shittier franchise. Just so maybe we over. give them to Seattle because Seattle wants a team. That's what I'm talking. That's the innovative kind of thinking I'm looking for on my team, Brandon. Let's bring a new Are you hiring? franchise. Yeah, I'm starting it. Yep. Swamp Town's ideas, LLC. Uh, no, I'm the. I'm going to make this basketball team. But if you if you oh get rid of God. the if you get rid of the Target Center, Clarence, where are you going to jerk off to the ice capades? Uh, <laughs> Barnes and Noble. Uh, where so aren't far. I going to do that? <laughs> yeah, that's probably a better question. That has never yeah. been a concern for Swamp Town. No. He's got so many pockets, <laughs> space. Yeah, a lot of cargo Rick's shorts. Can- yeah. <laughs> Rick's Dream Girls. It's crazy. It's a laundry list. It really is. All right. Before this goes any farther down the funnel, let's talk. Basically, by- you guys all agree that this is pretty much. The way that it, this is the only go, only I'm way surpri- this is going to turn around. I am surprisingly on board with this. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I actually think this yes. is kind of a good idea. I see no alternative. Yeah, I I, I like fire. That's just kind of <laughs> <laughs> sportive like fire. Mm-hmm. Fire, good. Parker, you on board? Yeah, yeah, fire. <laughs> yeah, 
Parker's just a fan of fire. Do we want to let's talk Vikings draft recap that? Anybody have anything to say about that? Other than why did they draft a punter? Um, they're going to try to do the same thing they did to with Longwell last year. I'm going to take them at their word that it has nothing to do with his social stuff. But but wasn't he pretty know, good last year, Cleve? Uh, he had a rough patch, okay. I believe, earlier in the year, but he picked up back pack up at the, again at the end of the year, and I don't know. I'm just ah, I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. Can we talk about something else? I don't. I <laughs> just, just makes. It's just. Uh, I don't understand because there's like 20 good punters in the entire world in any one time, and Cleve's one of them. And the Vikings like, have a number of holes to fill. Why waste a pick on a punter? And I want to be clear that I did say this exact thing about Blair Walsh last year, and he was all pro. So, um, I would have liked them to have, and I, and also make Clarence happy. They maybe should have taken a quarterback. Yep. From the fifth round would have been maybe a better use of that pick. You know what's Just, pathetic is if they took any old random quarterback in the fifth round, we all would have been like, hey, that might be the guy. He might be better. Oh, yeah. Well, everyone thinks it's the guy. I mean, they signed. didn't they sign Iowa's uh, quarterback to a free agent deal? Oh, like they did? Vandenberg or Vander Lindy or Vander Oh, that guy sounds like he might be the guy. He's got, he's got a shot. He never that could beat be the it. Gophers, but he's got a shot. So, no offense, John. Sorry. How dare you? So, but yeah, I uh, I like the I like what they did on Thursday. It was you know everybody's excited and happy and you know stuff and pants and slacks. So I just yeah so, I don't want to talk about it. Why I, are you so depressed? I don't want to talk about. Why are you so depressed about the NFL drafts too? I just I'm sad. <laughs> you <laughs> like Cluey? That's just say I know it. I like Cluey. That's to like be ashamed him. of. No, like everyone likes Cluey. Except for possibly the Viking special team coach. The position why, why coach we... just can't stand him, so that's what it comes down to. So. Is it, it's because he's outspoken? or I mean, he might be a pain in the ass, right? Is it possible? But he's a I, punter. I Who cares? He's a Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a loudmouth punter. And, you know, uh, but, I mean, I agree with him, so maybe that's why. It's just I'm, you know, I'm sympathetic to his, you know, general outlook on things. So His well, ideas right, intrigue I, you. I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, bullshit check myself on this and I understand, and if it works out like it did with Walsh last year, then it's not going to be that big of a deal and it's just, well, you hope it has nothing to do with you know, Stu, what I think you value the most stuff. about him is he's used his, his platform for good, in your opinion, right? So, right, he'll still opinion. be able to yeah, your commie opinion. My commie pinko your commie opinion, pinko. yes. So, yes. he'll still be able to, um, to uh, use his platform if he's on a different team, right? I mean, it's right. not like he's going to go away and he gets well, deported. Well, the thing is, Port Portland doesn't have a money. team. They need, they, they need to get an NFL team in Portland, and he could be like the inaugural punter. Can He'd we give them the Wolves and somehow make it an NFL team? Is that how it works? Uh, Portland will never have an NFL team, and I'm going to give you a fact as to why. There's a new women's soccer league that started. Portland's team sold 7,000 season tickets to that team. To a, really? 7,000. Good Lord. They, wow. they, they don't have step on that shit, do they? They they're. I'm not sure there are any other teams in that league. It's just Portland. Is it like the what women's uh, football lingerie league? Um, oh, in sense. the sense that it, the sport is played entirely by women, yes. That's about it. That's the only comparison. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost. I don't know why it's about it. Fully clothed. That, I'm just saying. I think any any town in which a women's soccer team can sell 7,000 season tickets is probably not going to be an NFL town. Yeah. Okay. So the the first round pick though the um, uh, Sharif. The first round pick. A first Sharif round pick. Floyd. 
Sharif Floyd. Yes. Um, who is who is he replacing? Nobody. Pat Williams. Um, Kevin Williams. Kevin Williams. He's going to eventually replace Kevin Williams probably next year, mm-hmm. but in the meantime, they'll have him both for one year. He's going to be like Latroy Guyon's position, I believe, this year. Correct? Would that yeah. be? Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yep. Right. So but he's going to play yeah, next year. He's good, though. I mean, he's 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 good. I mean, I had actually heard of him before the draft, so that's saying Whoa. something. I know. <laughs> I played in the SEC, so he's good. That's oh, all right. I need to know. All right. Well, he was a top so. ten type guy in a lot of the uh, the projections yeah. too. So yeah, but he, why did he fall? Th- there stubby was... arms. He had stubby arms. Like so T Rex. So stu- yeah, that's exactly. what I said. I'm expecting him to look like T Rex. No, he <laughs> exactly. looks fucking normal. No, he looks like a normal guy. The fuck you he stubby you know, arms. Stubby little arms, like Homer Simpson's stupid little fingers. That's, that's <laughs> like, I know, it's just insane. That's why he dropped, though, apparently. There he were dropped, no, like, character and then issues his that highlight I film, And he's taking guys that are 300 pounds and just throwing them aside. Yes. Like, well, Grady's got in stubby the, arms. He's a best, fucking giant. Yeah. Yep, in the very best you know, college football conference in the whole country, he was yeah. elite. So, I mean, I think the Vikings really fell into yeah. another good pick there, and I don't know crap about Xavier Rhodes. I know less about Cordero Patterson, but everyone seems to be happy, so I'm happy and yet sad at the same time. Hence, I'm a Vikings fan. So people were really happy that um, Vikes fans were really happy that we didn't take um, Teo, Manti Teo. Mm-hmm. That's um, correct. I, I was very happy we about we that. Were, we were sick of the jokes. No, so, I was happy because he wasn't very good at football. How, that, that, I mean, that that national championship game is a really big red flag. He got so red one game, yeah. so yeah. bad. Just one game? That's fucking crazy but to me. He was really bad though. Oh, <laughs> I was, mean, yeah. I mean, it was it's it football. Was no good. I know. Yeah, small sample size. And, yeah, I mean that's yeah. sort of the how it works, I suppose. I can't well, that one game there, doesn't mean anything. But there's a difference between small sample size and being a guy who spent his year beating up on Purdue and Navy and then playing in, against an actually decent team and just looking out. He he didn't even look like he belonged there. And Alabama wasn't doing anything specific to block him. It wasn't was like they were sending like, three guys uh, after them. They were just blocking him with one guy. Years, like he was he? nobody. I mean, it wasn't just like he, that's six the thing. Games. That's the comeback to what John is saying is that it's not like Notre Dame only plays pushovers. They play USC. They played some good teams, and he did well against those teams that have good players. Yeah, USC had a billion guys drafted. Um, so it's he did play well against teams that have pro level talent. That's mm-hmm. the comeback. Didn't his girlfriend die too? I mean, that probably could factor into how he played. Oh yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's not what, familiar. Antitail's girlfriend died. Yeah, the yeah. what now? Yeah, Ooh, sad. Yeah, I did not hear about that. That sounds awful. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this podcast from early 2012, guys. This is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <It's> sad. <laughs> Oh, he'll get over it. We've all had these Teo jokes written down for like months. Like, we should start a podcast. This is gold. This is absolutely the best. When are we going to get these in? I don't know. Let's wait for the draft. We can get our Teo jokes in then. How come there's no Tebow jokes right now? We should get some Tebow. Did he, uh, didn't he get released he's today? He released today, yeah. yeah. Could oh, you imagine Tim Tebow and Chris Cluey sharing a locker room right now? That seems like opposite ends of the spectrum. Oh, my God. Love that. I know. That would be the greatest thing. Did Tebow get... I smell a reality television show. Flat out cut. He was oh, cut, yes. Yeah. Pick him up. And, Let's go. Start oh, him in purple. In purple. <laughs> yeah, Clarence, don't you think that he's just as good as Ponder? I do, which is not, is not a oh, good God. Oh, good God. Oh, Stu just, Stu resigned. <laughs> Stu literally just, 
For those of you, I'm going to go Dan Gladden here and say, you can't see this. We're on the radio. Yep. I'll take it on. I'll go toe-to-toe just like I did with the span deal. (laughs) Stu just took out his headset, threw it down, and left the room. (laughs) Then that means I win because that is my uh, rip on Ponder. that He's just as good as Tebow, except for some reason. Everybody makes excuses for Ponder and rips on Tebow. Um, Well, Tebow does take a minute and a half to get a ball out of his hands. All right. Well, then look at the stats. Look at Wait, stats. you hate numbers. You can't use stats yeah. now. No. Yeah, I'm yeah, football, you can't. No, you can't. You can You either got to go one way or the other. You can use real stats. You can't use the imaginary ones. That just do <laughs> Are you Hulk Harrelson? <laughs> okay. I believe in stats. Stats, you guys just make up shit. Into these boxes you want me to live in. I love stats. Love Clarence, them. I was watching a, fo- a Florida football game one time, and mm-hmm. Tebow was in the shotgun, and he took it, and he ran up a few steps like he was going to do a quarterback draw and then he stepped back and jumped in the air and threw the ball and I that agree. somehow I agree 100% so take a second that somehow was like 18 yard pass go on go on your your computer your favorite computer I'm not, not during the podcast you're kicked off forever I'm not talking about rushing I'm talking about passing stats for Tebow look at his passing stats they I'm are telling better you, his passing stats no, were some listen weirdo. they were better than Christian Potter's in college yeah, because the, his passing stats didn't count. It was all jump, jump throws. And weird. Well, then, then they should be worse than Ponder's, and they're not, because Ponder's college stats were not that good, which is amazing. <laughs> That's how bad Christian Ponder is. is was in college, worse. sure. I get it, but what about scouting? What about it? He takes, like, 14 seconds to get the ball out of his hands. That has to mean something to you. Ponder, Ponder throws it straight up in the fucking air. So at the end of the day, it takes just as long to get to the receiver. It's just two different ways of getting there. What was your phrase about the Christian, the typical Christian Ponder throw? Uh, noodle dick throw punts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking a. That's so. That's my point. Is that it? They're they're both shitty. That's it. Okay. Yeah, actually, that's the exact point I was trying to make. Fuck. Well then, knuckle exploding knucks to Broxy. We're on the same team on this one. All right. and let's just take some quick uh, time to remember that Tim Tebow was drafted 16th overall in the draft by the Denver Broncos. <laughs> and he currently and was drafted 12th. But Tebow, Tebow can't get a job in the Canadian Football League now. That's so true. That's, Ponder that's, would still have a job if he wasn't on the No, Vikings. he wouldn't. No. Yes. No. You're out of your mind, Clarence. I rescind my tracks. He's going to be over in Hudson where, where he got married working at that dog track. He's going to try to get that off the ground. There's a well, dog track in Hudson? Them, so what? Good. Yeah. Is there a dog track in Hudson? You're not familiar with this? No. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. We yes. should go. There was. It's not there anymore. Yeah, it's it there. went the under, didn't it? There. Yeah, yeah, it went under, though. Could we do, like, a Kickstarter and start it back up, maybe, you guys? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I think yeah, I'd buy I could bring a dog. Idea, man. We'll race them. There. That's my contribution. We're gonna do dog right. TK will be the first one there. So we'll have like a famous guy right there to start it off. We're just gonna do this at Clarence's house in Cannon Falls. Everybody bring their dog, we're gonna race them. I got enough room. Fuck it, we'll race Yep. We've already we established last week that you've got room for Clarence Swanton's daycare where you just let him loose in the in the field with the electric fence around it. That's I true. thought that's a great idea. You were sitting on a gold mine, Clarence. Print money. We got a lot of letters for that one. Yeah, I thought that was a good idea. I was going to sign up. <laughs> How's the running thing doing, Brandon? Is your son still running everywhere he goes? Yeah. Yep. 
he's uh he's insufferable right now. It's a tough age, man. They're just fucking insane. So all, all he does is sprint. Do you got any more Parker, questions, you, Parker? They had two. You could ask some more parenting questions. I can ask some parenting questions. You can ask for an answer. This is the parenting section of the podcast. I've got a six-year-old girl, right? And she's just learned how to ride the big girl bike now. So last few days when it was warm, we were going out for a couple rides. Night before, you know, we're up. I'm I'm showing her a little bit of kindergarten cop, right? You know, just watching (laughs) this on TV. And uh, the bad guy comes on, and I said to her, never trust guys with ponytails. You know, just out of just out of you know joking that kind of thing, and didn't Smart. think anything of it. The next day, I'm sitting there teaching her about you know stopping at the street, and I say, "All right, here's the deal: never trust cars. Do not trust cars. They'll come bobbing by. You stop. Don't trust cars." And she looks at me and goes, "Got it. Don't trust guys with ponytails, and ne- don't trust cars." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much right. And that's, guys with ponytails in cars. Yeah, that's that summarizes the whole thing. That's good it's advice for really life, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, that's yeah. Stu's entire you know. Adolescence when he had yeah. or rat tails don't count as point tails, right? That's no. Still no, wouldn't have children it. today if his wife had followed this advice. So that's also very true. But that's uh, Parker's parenting tips for the day. If you guys want to, you know, market that, right. I think we're probably right. going to. Good mm-hmm. ponytails, bad. I'm really enjoying this parenting section of the podcast because I have nothing to contribute and I can go to the fridge. Okay, well, um, uh, my thing I can add to that is that. Uh, had uh, the song Billie Jean. Are you familiar with the song Billie Jean by Michael Jackson? Michael yes. is it new? Uh, Jackson. Uh, no, it is not. Well, no. I remember I'm old. So hmm. no, there's nothing old new song. in my life at all. Yeah. Was he part uh, of the Jackson on, 5? Yes, I believe so. Okay. I think he was 3. Um, had it on the radio and the, the uh, 9-year-old was in the car and the, the song is on and, you know, the chorus, the refrain, the kid is not my, or the kid is not my son or whatever. I can't remember the lyrics, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And she said, and she said, the nine-year-old said, "Wow, this song should be on Maury Povich." <laughs> so somehow my nine-year-old knows about the Amolpo show. So I've, um, I just wanted to confirm that my parenting skills are just, you know, awful. Not only does she, not only does she know about the Maury Povich show, she can correctly identify situations from real life that would from fit Maury on the Maury Povich show. Exactly. <laughs> the yeah. kid is not my son. That's the, I mean, she knew immediately that's a Mopo thing. And uh, she was also washing her dirty feet with ice cubes on Saturday. So that's uh, from, a, from a beer cooler. Well, that's Stearns <laughs> County right there. That's a Stearns County bath, right? Yes. <laughs> that's it. It happened in northeast Minneapolis. So, I think, you know, so they were artisanal ice cubes from, uh, you know, uh, locally brewed beer, beer coolers. Uh, nice. So anyway, those are my parenting things, and just report me to Benton or Sherburne County or whatever <laughs> one I live in. So. Nobody knows. Anyway, no. So yeah, that's it. So. Hmm. All right, we got anything else we want to talk about, Parker? You're the guest. Yeah. yeah there, is there anything Parker wants to plug? Hmm. <laughs> we tried to plug Twins Daily, but it turned into a discussion of pornography. So as all, yeah, per usual, everything I talk about. <laughs> but yeah, go, you web- guys out there, go to TwinsDaily.com. We What's do. The website yeah. for the t-shirts. Uh, diamondcentric.com. Okay. Yeah. Do we have any t-shirt designs in the pipeline? Well, you we had one that was hockey related not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, we had the uh, drive the Zam- I want to drive the Zamboni one and then we uh, tried to pimpinate Preezy and um, my hockey friends then told me that the uh, not to bother cuz the Wild are going to get knocked out of the playoffs early. Yeah. 2% chance was that where we landed on? Well, that's about right. Yeah. So, we're going to put that in our pocket. Oh, Clarence, I convinced Clarence. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I convinced him to hate life and be depressed. Captain Positivity uh, over there yep. suddenly. Yeah, I'm not listening to you. Fuck you. Yep. 
two banquet beers, and he's just the most negative, surly <laughs> guy in the world. Huh? <laughs> yeah. When do you start punching holes in the drywall? <laughs> uh, that's three. I got one more. I want to talk about one thing. Clarence is sat in a different chair every week on this podcast. His house is just... chair. No, you've been in like 12 different chairs. You're in an easy chair one week. Nope. You're on a throne one week. You're in a car one week outside. <laughs> that was I'm weird. On the toilet. Spot. All it 11. Different. I think that maybe uh, Clarence works at an Ikea. And he just isn't telling us. <laughs> it's my lucky spot. I've been here every time. I think He's the angle changes. The yeah, angle I mean, you can see it. that's the picture. It's an angle, I think. Yeah, he maybe. He the lighting, too. Yeah. yeah. This is or I'm wearing a shirt. Riveting. Yeah, yeah, people people that are listening yeah. obviously are just enthralled by this whole thing. <laughs> oh, I wonder what happens next. We're at the one hour fourteen mark. Nobody's listening to this podcast anymore. This is what it just gets going. Everybody okay. finished on the treadmill or whatever they listen to this podcast and they're just like, whatever, I'll wait for next week. And we're gonna have another we're having another episode Thursday, so nobody'll ever get this far. If you want to use any horrible racial slurs or anything like that, just go ahead. Nobody will ever hear it. System. Feels good. I'm not going to let you bait me good. into that. Um, <laughs> That'll be the headline. Yeah. Just take yeah. out the... We hate the Dutch here. That's pretty <laughs> obvious. That wooden shoot motherfuckers. That's pretty much all we say. We have any complaints about that. Yeah, fucking windmills. Oh, oh God, the worst. Nice tulips, assholes. <laughs> I kind of like Panakukin, though. I don't yeah. know. That's... Uh... Uh, uh, I, I got nothing. That's. I'm glad they went under. They're just. They're just an uppity man's Baker Square is all they are. <laughs> Take that, people from 1989. They kicked you off for being drunk one time, and you just hate them for life, huh? I got a good five minutes on frosted jeans. If you guys want to really go to 1989 here. Well, I right. don't, for the record, but. All right, so our thanks to Parker for being here. He's welcome back anytime. Exactly. We want to get to a point where none of us actually have to show up for the podcast. We just set up the mics, and everybody who's been a guest just comes back and talks because they're way more interesting than anything we have to say. You'll just leave the door open. Yeah, we'll just leave the door. I usually do anyway. Nobody lives up here, so anybody who wants to come in and record a podcast can. I'll just keep the podcast stuff set up, and it'll be great. People will actually listen Parker. then. Parker, next time you come on, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll throw you some free uh, T-shirt ideas. Hey, you know, write them down. Yeah, I want a whole segment you guys should be doing next week. On, That's on right up our alley. Yeah. We actually, we, we do have a second podcast coming up this week with the unpronounceable Holly Manthi or Holly Manthi, who's actually going to make us Man- drink. Well, we, I think it's Manthi, but we can confirm that with her. I, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I, we're gonna need, okay. I'm going to need multiple she, sources. What does Steve Ashburner say? With the last name Manthi, think about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that an excellent so point. Manthi, that's what we're saying? I bl- just that. like the like, just like the linebacker with the fake dead girlfriend. Well, this is why we call her the unpronounceable Holly Manti. Correct. She's going to be on on Thursday, so we're going to have a double podcast this week. It's it's an incredibly exciting time for all of those of you who just couldn't get enough of our harebrained schemes and idiotic opinions. Uh, Parker's well, at Clarence is still on the line, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Parker's at at over the baggie on Twitter, twinsdaily.com, diamondcentric.com. We're at thesportive.com, at sportive podcast, and all the other Twitter handles that I can't be bothered to think of right now. Uh, good one. We'll see you on Thursday. Yes, good well. episode, everyone. Thanks, Parker. Uh, thank you, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 